Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. How are you guys doing out there? Yeah. Let's stand and worship together.
presence in this place, your glory on our face, we're looking to the sky, descending like a cloud, you're standing with us now, Lord, unveil our eyes, you're the reason we're here. Nothing but all you 
this morning and your spirit that is here this morning with us. I thank you for each person that's here today, Lord, that's come to worship you and serve you, God, and learn more about you and the message that you have to be shared this morning. And Heavenly Father, I just pray that your spirit will be with Pastor Jason as he delivers the message. Lord, let you flow from him, Lord. Let your words be spoken and your heart be heard this morning, Lord. And God, I pray that your spirit will also speak to each person here. Each person has something special 
they need to hear from you today, God. And I pray that you will speak that to them, Lord. I pray that you will work in their heart. I pray that we will be changed when we leave this place, and not just for today, but throughout the week as well, Lord, as we carry you with us. And I pray these things in your precious name. Amen. And today I want to talk to you about one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. And in it, we're told God is the father of all comfort. And he comforts us when we go through hard times so that we can comfort other people when they go through similar times. So I want to encourage you, if you're going through a hard day today, God wants to comfort you. And he can bring good out of bad. If you're going through some good times today, who is going to be around you for those days? when it, it all goes all goes wrong. Who are you gonna lean on and who are you gonna go to provide you comfort? And then third, who can you comfort today out of the comfort God has given you? If we do those things, I believe that we will always have a reason of why we had to go through those bad things. We may not always be happy about it. We not, might not always be glad about it. In fact, I, I doubt we ever will be, but I do know this. If we can find a reason, the reason is God wanted to show me he loved me. He wanted to show me he's faithful. He wanted to show me he's there for me. He wanted to provide me peace in the midst of hard times. And another reason is he wanted to prepare me to help other people when they go through those hard times. Well, man, then we're able to see that God can bring good out of all things that happen to us. Good morning. I'm Good morning. I'm here with your announcements this morning. That video right there was about our Celebrate Recovery program. Pastor Joe gave an awesome message about Celebrate Recovery last weekend. And if you're not sure exactly what that is, that's a program that we have here for people who are struggling with any kind of addiction or abuse. It doesn't have to necessarily be drugs or alcohol. And so for anyone that is struggling with that or has been through that and needs and wants to know how to recover from that, and heal from that God's way and with God and have him work in them and through them through that. They meet every Thursday at 7. You can come if you're looking to get help from that group or if you're interested in being a leader in that group. We always need leaders for that group. Um, as the guy in the video said, he can be used now to help people after what he's been through. So they meet Thursdays at 7. And if you want more information, you can email um, Small groups at salemfields.com. After these announcements, in just a few minutes here, we're going to take our tithes and offering. If you're a first-time guest, please don't feel obligated to give. And for any of those of you that are here today that would like to give, we have several ways that you can do that. You can put cash or check in the offering buckets that will come by in just a little bit. You can also give at the kiosk out front. We have several kiosks in the lobby out front. Or you can give through our Salem Fields app. If you don't have it, I would definitely encourage you to download it not um, just so you can give through it, but we have a lot of other cool things on there that you can watch and listen to and engage in. Just like our connection card, you should have a connection card in your program. That's just a way for us to get a get to know a little bit about you. If you're a first-time guest, we would love for you to fill that out and drop it in the offering bucket when it comes by, or you can also fill it out on your app. Like I said, there's lots of cool things on there. And if you have any questions about... Um, Anything else we might do here at Salem Field, serving, small groups, any prayer requests, you can also put that on that connection card so that we can reach out to you and be um, praying for you and whatever your prayer requests may be or answering any questions that you might have. We also would love for you to check in on Facebook. You'll pull out your phones right now if you have Facebook and check in on Facebook. Tell all your friends and family where you're at on this lovely Sunday morning and how much of a great time that you're having at Salem Fields Community Church. And... Uh, 
for first-time guests. If you are a first-time guest, we would love to welcome you. So we have a little gift for you to help you feel welcomed. So if you are a first-time guest, we have a table out in the lobby. It says first-time guests. We'd love for you to stop by there and uh, get your gift today. We appreciate you coming and visiting us today, and we hope you come back. Next weekend is Labor Day weekend, so there will not be any Saturday night service on September 1st. We want to give everyone an extra day to enjoy time with their family and friends for the Labor Day weekend. We will have our regular services on the 2nd at 9 and 11 that Sunday, though. And our next announcement is back to basics class. We've been doing this now for about a month and a half, and it's exactly what the class is called. It's getting back to basics. It's for new believers as well as if you've been a believer for a long time. Talk about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Bible, uh, salvation, all those different foundational pieces. I've taught the class a couple times now, and I can tell you I've learned something every time I've taught it. There's great discussion. It's a really good time. It's every Sunday at 6 o'clock. And there is child care provided, which I know always helps. So I'd encourage you to participate in that. If you're just looking to grow a little bit more in your faith walk or learn a little bit more about God or some of those foundational pieces, it'd be a great place to start or go uh, participate in. Women's and Men's Night Out is coming up. This is always a great one. We've done this now for several years, and it's going to be a fantasy football draft. It is this coming Thursday, August 30th at 7 p.m., and um, basically the men will do their thing and the women will do their thing while they each uh, put together their fantasy football drafts. And I want to let you know that if you're like me, I said this last night too, and you don't know anything about football at all, <laughs> you can still come and have a great time. I've gone a couple times now. I can't even tell you. I don't even know the players' names. I don't even know whoever ended up on my draft. I never even watched it throughout the year, but I just had a good time coming and hanging out and laughing and having fun with all the people that come and do that. It's just a great time to get together, and I will tell you those that do know about football as well, they have a really good time keeping up with each other and see who's winning, so it's definitely a fun thing to come and be a part of. There is a $5 uh, charge just to cover food, so we'd love for you to come and be a part of that this Thursday. Men's Advance is coming up September 21st through the 23rd. They're going to Jamestown. I know Pastor Rich likes to say that here at Salem Fields, men don't retreat, they advance. And so it's a really wonderful time where the men get together, they get away, they get to disconnect, and they get to grow in their relationship with God. They have a great time. There's lots of fun stuff as well. There's great speakers, there's worship, but there's also golfing, kayaking, canoeing, uh, shooting range. My husband's gone several times now, and he always comes back um, impacted and affected for the better, and he has a great time. So if you're a guy, I would definitely tell you to go and participate in that. There's more information at the table out in the lobby where you can pick up some more specific details details or sign up to go. And next weekend, we will be starting a new series called Dress Code, and it is about the, how the world looks at how we dress on the outside, but God looks at how we dress on the inside. The world may say no shoes, no service, but God's dress code is compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness. So I definitely want to encourage you to come back next week. Sounds like that's going to be an awesome series. Thank you.
It was a blessing. Yesterday we had a big um, outdoor event over at Salem Fields Townhome Community. Um, Pastor Michelle was there, and um, we just had a great time um, connecting with the community. How many of you on the way in actually saw a trailer, um, a big, colorful, rainbow, bright-type trailer? Everyone know what I'm talking about? Well, I tell you, that that is becoming um, almost as good as the ice cream truck when it goes into certain communities, right? So we, we found that um, that trailer has been such a blessing. We've been able to use this trailer um, as a result for students to do outreach and on yesterday was one of those examples and um, it was just an awesome awesome opportunity well those who have been a part of rebuild and have given to rebuild uh, I just want to thank you on behalf of student ministries it has been a blessing for us to resource us in a way that we're able to reach out and do things within our community and so I also want to thank every one of you that have been volunteers we've had a lot of volunteers I'm looking at many of you today that have been a part of that. So again, we want to thank you for giving to Rebuild and want to thank you for continuing to be faithful as God blesses you. Please continue to give to our Rebuild campaign and we're just excited about what God has done um, in student ministries through that, okay? Blessings. All right, we're going to uh, take our tithes and offerings at this time and we're going to continue to worship during that. So after the buckets go, feel free to join us in worship.
Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord. We just thank you for this time of worship, Lord. We thank you for this time that we get to be in your presence. And, and Father, we thank you for that you filled this place with your spirit. So, Lord, as we continue to worship with you and we hear from you this morning, Lord, would you just allow us to set aside the distractions that we can just surrender ourselves completely into worship with you so that we can, we can best connect with you, Lord. And we give you all the praise for what you're going to do here today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. You can be seated. How's everyone doing this morning? 
I'll tell you what, I'm excited about being here. It's good to see everybody again, and it's been, uh, it's just a joy to be here, I, to see all my friends, and it's like, well, my family. It's good to see you guys, so thanks for being back, back so, um, yeah, I love it. So hey, I'm going to start off a little something funny this morning, this is kind of my new thing, I try to start off with a joke all the time, so, um, you know, there's this, these three guys, they, they're three sons. And they got together, and they were discussing what they, um, this, these gifts that they were going to buy their mom. Their mom, it was an elderly woman in age, and, and they know that, they, that she'd served them well as their mother, but they wanted to reward her. And so, so the first son, he said, you know, mom has always made sure that we were, we were, we were taken care of, and that we had shelter, and, and, and you know, in a bedroom, and all that. So I, I'm going I'm to build mom a brand new house. I'm going to build her this big, brand new house. And, and so the second son, you know, said, Mom made sure we got around everywhere we needed to go, you know, ran us to, to soccer practice, got us to school, got us to, you know, she just made sure we got everywhere we needed to go. So I'm going to buy Mom this brand new fancy sports car. Well, the third son, yeah, somebody's like, woo, my son do that too, right? But um, the third son said, you know, Mom's gotten up there in age, and it's got, she's gotten a little bit harder seeing. She can't see as well, and, and she used to read to us every night from the Bible. And, and so I found this very rare but awesome parrot, and this parrot, it, it can quote the Bible. So she doesn't need to read it. The Bible, she can just say, you know, John 3, 16, the parrot will quote it. And so they're like, all oh, these things are so awesome gifts. Well, a few months later, they got these letters in the mail back from their mother. And, and the first one said, Milton, while I really appreciate the, the house that you built me, it's just too big for just me alone. Um, Donald, I love the car, but it's really hard for me to get in such a tiny car. But Scott, your simple gift meant so much to me. I appreciate your gift the most. I really do. I, you know, I just love that gift. So thank you for the chicken. It was delicious. <laughs> you guys laugh so much better than last night, so thank you. So that makes me feel good. You know, <laughs> you know it is. It's great to feel like I'm home. You know, many of you um, may have known Buddy and Gay are on vacation, and, and they're in Canada, and they're on their adventure with Jackson right now. And it's, so it's been, it was awesome that they're there with him. It's been awesome to be back here and to, to, to be, with, be with my wife and, 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 and to see Gracie up here leading worship in, in a song this morning. It's been pretty awesome. And so about a month ago when Buddy and Gay knew they were going to go on this trip, they, they said, hey, why don't we do a pastor swap one weekend? And um, I, I didn't even have to hesitate. I'm like, a chance to come back to be a Salem Fields, awesome, I'll be there. And so Pastor Kelly, who just got in last night from Ecuador, uh, drove down to uh, Connecting Point this morning and is, and is down there um, uh, leading them in worship and, and, and preaching to them today. And so it's just a privilege to be back here with you all this morning. You know, today I want us to talk about something that I find super, super annoying. I find that it's very, so just, things that just, I think it gets on my nerve, one of the things that gets on my nerves the most. And, and that's when, um, when I'm trying to connect to things like the Netflix or the internet, and I get that circle of death, you know, like on this picture here, the buffering signal. I mean, I'm a binge watcher. I love watching Netflix, and there's nothing worse than when you're in the episode, like the, you're in the heat of the episode, and all of a sudden it pauses. And you're just waiting for it to move again. 
It, it is just so annoying, you know? It's just, you get stuck in there, and this, you've lost your connection. Maybe you're not a Netflix watcher. Maybe you're, you're, you, know, you do research on the internet, and it's the same thing. You, you, get, you're, you think you're getting through, and all of a sudden the, the, the page uh, kind of disappears, and, and it, it buffers. You know, I'm, I'm so much like this when, when, when that happens. I get so annoyed and my mind starts racing around. I, I, you know, uh, I, I'm kind of like this dog creature from, from the movie Up. I don't know, maybe, many, maybe you might know who I'm talking about. Hey, look, he's trained. Shake. Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. Look. Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. Bruh. My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! Oh, that just happened to us. You know, that happens to us in life, you know. But you know what? I, I discovered this recently because it happened all while I was trying, trying to prepare my message. I mean, I love, you know, Verizon Files is supposed to make it better. No, it doesn't. And it buffers all the time. And I'm picking up my neighbor's internet signal. I don't know what to do about it. It's driving me crazy. But I, they, Google made something for people like me that are like Doug. With ADD. You know, I discovered this, that when you get the little dinosaur on your screen that says you don't have connection... Um, if you start hitting the space bar, the dinosaur starts running. And so I don't need to get back on there. I can just play the little dinosaur game. He jumps the cactuses the whole time, you know. So I forget about connecting back to the Internet. But, you know, they made something like that. You know, it, it doesn't matter what we try to do. We try to connect to, you know, you're, you're, you're in a different country and you try to Skype home to, to family members. The, the Internet connection just get in the way. We, we, we get stuck in this buffer zone. It's so much just like with our technology that we get stuck in this buffer zone. We can get stuck in the buffer zone um, with our relationship with God. And then we can get trapped in this spinning circle of, of trying to reconnect to God or, or losing our connection to God if we're not careful. You know, I, I try much, so hard to, to do that. Like I said, I'm like, Doug, you know, I, I try to wake up in the morning. I get on my phone and, and I try to do my devotional time. Uh, mistake. Because what happens is that I'll be reading the Bible and all of a sudden somebody texts me. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. What's going on there? Um, you know, or, 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 or some other message comes across the screen and it interrupts my devotion time. It, it interrupts my connection to God. It, it happens to us all. You see, I discovered something really, um, something really kind of important, I think, about our world. Something, you know, that we all would know about our world. I, I, I take a little bit from, from Leonard Sweet. Leonard Sweet came here many years ago and spoke, and he talked to us about this world we live in. And he, at the time, he called it the TGIF world, the Twitter, Google, Instagram, Facebook world. But since then, we've advanced in technology and things, and now I call it, and I've taken some what Leonard Sweet says, and I call it the Stigfi world. We live in the Snapchat, the Twitter, Google, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube world where we're trying to always instantly connect to things. We're trying to always trying to have that connection right around the corner at our, at our fingertips. And we depend on these things to stay connected. But when we lose that connection, when we lose our connection to those things, um, we're stuck in this buffering zone and we get so frustrated. You know, when you can't, can't see what's going on in somebody else's life because Snapchat's down or, or, or Instagram or we, we lose that connection, we start to lose, get frustrated. Some may, you know, you feel, some people are so dependent on those things that we feel like our world is crashing in. 
You see, these things have made an impact in our, in our lives, and, and they can be very effective in keeping relationships and keeping connective, uh, connected, but they're not always very efficient. And, you know, God's about being effective and efficient in, his connect, in our connections. Um, let's just think about it. In, in this world that we live in, this very fast-paced world, so most of us that have had kids or raising kids and, and, and this, we, we, you know, we're running off and we're trying to, uh, to take them to soccer practice. We're trying to take them to swim practice. And, and then at the same time, we, while they're at practice, you run to the grocery store for real quick to get what you need to make for dinner that night, to get back to pick them up for, from practice, to get them home, to give them a little bit of dinner, and, and to maybe sit down and connect for just a little bit. Um, and, and have, have a meal together, and then before you put them off to bed to get them up for school, to go through that whole routine over and over again, and we lose the connection. And maybe in that time, maybe in that moment of time, you try to squeeze in God just a little bit. You know, we're, we're so, so multi, such much multitaskers in our world that, that not only while we're doing all that, that we're connecting with, with trying to get our kids to practice in the grocery store, we're, doing our, we're checking our work emails as we're strolling down the grocery market and, and making sure that everything's going on okay there. Or we're looking at Facebook real quick to, to make sure everybody's doing okay there as we're going on doing these things. This is the world we live in. And while it's effective that we can do all these things together, sometimes it's not very efficient. It's not really efficient to, to con, for the connection of, of, with relationships with others or with God. I found this great illustration, I think, that, that explains the, the importance of, look at this, my phone just blinked and I automatically looked down at it. I can't do that. It just defeats the purpose of me speaking today. I mean, that, this, is, this message is for me. I struggle with this, okay? I'm in the buffer zone all the time. Um, but here's the illustration. This man, he came rushing into a doctor's office, and he said to the doctor, give me the best thing you have for hiccups. Well, the best thing for hiccups, the doctor said, yes, the best thing you have. Without hesitation, the doctor slugged him in the stomach. Uh, it upset the man, said, hey, what, what did you do that for? The doctor said, you wanted the best thing for hiccups, right? Uh, didn't your hiccups go away? The man said, no, my wife is still in the car and she still has the hiccups. <laughs> so the doctor was being effective in what his approach to curing hiccups, but he wasn't very efficient. He didn't connect. You know, that's sometimes our problem. We, we, we get to this place where we, we try to be very effective and trying to be effective in every, our connections, maybe with God or, or with other people, but yet we're not very efficient because we don't take the time to truly connect. We, get, we lose our connection, and we get trapped in this buffering zone. we got to learn to stop buffering. So some of the ways you learn to stop buffering is this. We, gotta, we need to make sure you're there where you're, when you're there. Maybe let me say that again. you got to make sure you're there when you're there. You know, I, I said this last night, and, and uh, Jody's going to hear it all weekend, and so she can really use this uh, uh, I guess she's got ammunition now um, for this. But, you know, the problem is this. is A lot of times I don't remember what I'm supposed to do when Jody asked me to do something. And I try to blame it on, you know, oh, I got banged around while I was in the Marine Corps. My brain's not all right there. It's a little scrambled up there and stuff like that. And I try to use that excuse. But the reality is, is a lot of times it's because I'm like Doug and I'm, I'm chasing squirrels around in my head and I'm not really paying attention to what Jody's saying at the time. It happens with my kids. You know, Gracie or Jackson will say, Dad, we told you this. I'm like, what? I've never heard that before in my life. We just told you five minutes ago. Um, it's because my mind wasn't there. I wasn't there. 
when I'm supposed to be there. I wasn't there. It means that wherever we're at, be there when you want to have a true connection. You see, Jesus illustrates this to us in Mark chapter 5, verse 30. He says, immediately Jesus perceiving in himself that the power, and perceiving that the power proceeded from him, had gone forth, turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my garments? Well, this verse is in Mark, and he's talking about this time that he's on a journey. He's just done some miracles, and he's on this journey. Some people have come to him and said, Jairus had come to him and said, my son is dying. Will you come to our home and, and help us to, to will you heal my son? He's going to die. And, and Jairus uh, was very like, we, we've got to do this. And Jesus is like, all right, we will go. We will go there to your son, and I will heal him. But on the way to this to Jairus' house and the journey, there was this crowd of people around him um, that because they'd seen the miracles Jesus had done. And, and what happened was that this woman who was in the crowd was in the crowd, and she had been bleeding out for years. And, and she's like, if I can just touch the garment of Jesus, I will be healed. And so she made her way through the crowd, and she found Jesus, and she touched his garment. And in that moment, because of her faith, she was healed. Jesus felt the healing power leave him. And, and instead of just being distracted with the fact that he was going to Jairus' part, he realized where he was at, and he was there. And he there, seeked out this woman to tell her exactly what had happened about the miracle of healing that was taking place in her life because of the faith. He made sure that he was there in the moment. You Sometimes we, we need to rush off and we've got to go and do a lot of different things and we've got tasks and stuff to do, but there's sometimes we need to have a connection of being right where we're at, right there, so we can experience the miracles that God has for us. You see, if we're, if we're like Jesus, Jesus wanted to make sure that people knew that the miracle took place. That, that because he was present, he was there. He wasn't distracted by where he needed to go. He was there for that woman at that time. God wants us to be there when we're there, wherever we're at, to be there. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss book, I know. Be there, where, there, all that. You know, but we get so distracted, we get stuck in this place of buffering. We get stuck in this place of buffering, get so distracted that we're spinning out of a circle and we lose our connection. We, we lose our connection with God. I struggle with this. You know, you may say, oh, you're a pastor. It's easy to keep your, your, your connection to God. No, it's leading a church and, and, and being down in Richmond and trying to connect with people and, and going the tasks and the things that are need to be done to try, try to grow a church. Sometimes you lose your connection to God because you're so busy doing things, you forget to take a stop and break and, and to connect with God. Sometimes... What happens is because of the common losses of our connection is, is, is the causing the buffering is because we've lost our connection. We've lost our connection. I mean, when we're really, when it, there's nothing more frustrating when we're, when we're on our computer and we're trying to go away and research or watching films or, or doing whatever we're doing there that um, when we start buffering. For some of you that are watching online and worshiping with us online today, you're, you're, maybe you're experiencing that, that buffer thing. You know, the signal's lost. Well, maybe you've lost your connection. Uh, and and, and you, if you lost your connection during that point, you'll, you'll miss the point completely. But, you know, because you've lost your connection. You, sometimes we buffer because we have an excessive load on our computer. You know, we have so many tabs open. You know, uh, maybe you have so many, such an excessive load on the server. You know, I, I was pricing with a, 
Verizon yesterday trying to renegotiate the price of, of my internet service and, and, and my television. And, and I'm like, this is getting insane on how much this costs. And I, you know, do I really need this? But I need my internet. But do I need cable? And then, so I'm trying to figure out, do I, do I, what do I do about this? Um, and they're like, oh, we've got this deal for you. We'll give you 500, whatever the speed is. I'm, not, I'm just technical because of this message. I don't really know about your computers, okay? I just, I, what, what, Wiki, what Wikipedia told me about how to, to stop buffering, that's what I know today, okay? Um, and so, but it says there, like, oh, you'll be able to connect up to eight devices, no problem. You know, so faster speed, because, you know, we try to, you know, we're at home, I'm on my computer, Jody's on her computer, the kids are on their device, you know, the TV, we're trying to watch Netflix, all the buff, all these excessive loads happening on the server. Sometimes that causes us to have buffering issues. And then this is, I know this, because I, I've, I've worked here, and I know when I've complained about my connection here, uh, a lot of times uh, Colin would come to me and say, are you hardwired in? You know, sometimes we depend too much on the wireless connection, and that causes buffering issues. While Wi-Fi is great and makes us to be able to have access to the Internet everywhere we go, it's not the cure-all to being staying connected to the Internet. Sometimes you need to hardwire in to, to your connection to stay connected and to avoid the buffering issues. You see, we, can, we all, I think, can equate those things to our relationship with God. Sometimes when we don't feel like God is there, it's because we've lost our connection. Or maybe it's because we have so much going on in our lives, the excessive load that's bearing down on our lives that, that we're buffering from God. We're not really paying attention or tuned in to what he has for us. Or sometimes it's because we're depending on just this wireless connection to, to be there, you know, to, depending on, on, on reading my Bible through my phone instead of being hardwired in. And there's a difference between that of, of being, being on my Bible and my phone and being hardwired in. The, the difference is, is that when I'm hardwired into my Bible and I'm reading the connection through here, um, the little ding doesn't happen when I'm on this page. It says, oh, you've got a text from Mike. No, it's not, it doesn't, doesn't, show, doesn't show up there, does it? It's, no, it says Psalms. It doesn't say Mike. You know, um, you know so I'm hardwired in. I depend so much on this connection to try to keep my connection alive with God. While it's a great tool, it's a great tool. You can be very effective in trying to study the Bible and doing things with this, this technology, but sometimes it's not very efficient. It doesn't allow us to be where we're supposed to be. So how do we fix our buffering issues? Well, first, identify what's blocking your connection. Identify what it is that's getting in the way with you and God. You know, maybe, it's, maybe you're good with God, and this, this message can equate to, in so many different ways, not only to your relationship with God, but also relationships with other people. You know, it's great to, to be on Facebook, and I, you know, I stay connected with my mom on, on Facebook and, and, and seeing what's going on in my, their, their lives, but you know, Sometimes that can get in the way and life can get in the way of staying connected to my mom. And, and so now it's, I won't be able to do it today because I don't have an hour ride home. But, you know, typically on Sunday, that's my, I, I identify what was blocking is me really trying to connect to my mom. And I pick up the phone and we talk from Richmond to Fredericksburg every Sunday. And, and you know, identify what, what's blocking your connection. What's getting in the way? He says this in, in Isaiah 59, 1 through 2. It says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your inequities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. 
your inequities, the, the things that are piling in on your lives that are separating you from God? What is it that's keeping you from really connecting to God? You need to identify those things. And once you've identified all the things that are going on in your life and, and trying to figure out what, what of those things could be dis, disconnecting you from God, causing you to be stuck in that buffer zone, you need to work at removing all those non-essential things. You need to work at it. You know, we do a lot of things in our lives. That's just the, that's the American way. Be busy. Uh, you know, I think that's just the way we live life. We try to cram in our vacations into two weeks out of a year. We, we try to do all this stuff and we just remain busy. And we've got so many things floating around in our lives that we could do without that would really help us with our connections, not only to God, but with others. You know, that's why sometimes I'm like, boy, I think we should move to England or someplace like that where they take a month off because they want to reestablish their connection with family and friends. What are the non-essentials in your life that, that, you, that you can get rid of? Identify what those are that are getting in the way of you connecting to God. You know, it, it's great to have all these things and to try to give our kids all these things. It's great for us to want all these things, but they're not all that important when it comes down to trying to keep our connection alive. They get in the way. They cause us to buffer. They allow us to be frustrated because really we're not connecting with God. You know, when we're connected with God, everything else kind of falls in place. I, I, I can tell you the storms and the trials of my life is that when I've learned to, to really figure out how to connect with God is that's when the storms start to settle. You see, we're so busy and we work hard and it's okay, but everything, everything we do isn't effective in our connection. We gotta learn to cut those non-essential outs. We need to learn to be still. In Psalms 46, 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. That means when we're trying to remain connected to what God has for us, sometimes we need to slow down. Now, I know this doesn't make sense when we're trying to equate our relationship with God and the internet. We always want the faster speed to keep the connection alive and, and, and those things. And, and that's for all my, my computer friends and nerds out there. Um, you know what that means. You want the faster speeds. But, you know, but, but God is, works opposite of what that is. And we need to slow ourselves down, allow things to be still in, in, in on, on, on what we hear so we can hear the small whisper of God. If we're stuck in the busyness and we've got so many things going on and we're, we keep adding the non-essentials into our lives, we'll never be still enough to hear God. One thing I've discovered is that God doesn't speak in these loud, boisterous voices. God speaks in a whisper. God speaks to you in the quiet. You know, I've, I've read the stories and I've studied the stories of Elijah and before there was the fire and then there was the earthquake and there was the storms and then behind all that, which was the power of God being displayed, but yet it was in the small whisper that came after those that Elijah heard God. If we want to hear and be connected to God, we have to get rid of the non-essentials and allow ourselves to be still. You know, I, I love this. A, a musician named Noah ben Benche once said that it's the space between the notes that makes the music. If you don't have the space, it will be fast and rushed. With space, there is legato. I love that word. Say it with me, legato. Oh, you can say it a little more eloquently, legato. See, it's like a little space, it's a little flow. I mean, it's, it's, it's soothing. We, we miss the legato of music. You know, and, and the peace and the quietness comes like that in our lives. 
when we get rid of the non-essentials. You know, Mozart's piece, and in, 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 um, uh, in, um, actually Beethoven is my favorite in, in, in Moonlight Sonata, if it wasn't for the spaces in between and the rest, it wouldn't give that piece of music the, 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 the awesomeness that's there. We would miss out on that if it didn't have the space of rest and the, the space of silence we wouldn't be able to appreciate it. You know, I can remember back to the days of learning to read music and playing music. You know, I was a, I was a trombone player, and, and, um, and, and I remember going back, and, and, uh, and I, I, I play, learned to play that music, and, you know, we had the sheet music, and we'd play it, but it also had technique books. You know, and, and now I'm, I'm trying to teach myself piano, and I sit at home, and I, I take out Gracie and Jackson's, like, uh, kid piano books, and I'm, and because I can read bass clef, I can't read treble clef, and I'm learning how to read that, and, and, and I'm having to remember the technique and the spacing of the music, and if, without the technique, it's just a fast rush song, and that's how our, we live our lives. If we don't, if we want to stop buffering, we got to learn how to get rid of the non-essentials and to be still. Otherwise, we're just going to rush through the music that God's written out for us. God's written us all into this musical piece. You know, uh, it's not in my notes, but I, I think about this. You know, um, when God speaks and the Jody was singing this song and about the, if the stars will worship, so will I. And it's so true, scientifically proven that the stars in the, in the, in the heavens give off a, harmon a, harmon a harmonic. Yes, I'm, I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, if they're in harmony. How about that? <laughs> and and, they, and, they, and they, they give off a frequency, and they're all within harmony with each other. And, if, and they're saying now that if you actually listen to the birds and you quiet yourself down, if you can listen to the different birds and the crickets and all the things that God's created, they're singing a song. They're all within tune of each other. They're all within playing harmony and melodies together of the worship of God. And, and so God's written us into this beautiful musical piece, but if we don't learn to, to be the rest and have rest in that, we'll never fully connect to the song and to the music, and we'll miss out. We'll stay in this buffering zone. We'll stay in this, this circle of death, as I call it, when that little thing pops up on my computer screen. You know, I, we, we'll miss out on what God wants, and, and we need to apply this in all the relationships that we have. Are you taking time out? Are you just trying to stay connected through Facebook and YouTube and, and all those things that you can do? Or, or are you taking time to sit down with each other? Because you, you need to get rid of some of the non-essentials in your life. And, 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 and finally, today, we, we, what you need to learn about is, is that sometimes you need to do away with the wireless connections in your life and go back to being hardwired in. Being hardwired into your connection to God. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is the true and proper way to worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what, that God, what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will for your life. When we can hardwire back into the relationship with God, when we hardwire back into that relationship with him and we really dive into to setting him aside, putting him for our first, we won't, we won't miss out on the blessings and words he has for us. It was been years back that Gay had done a message around the beginning of the year, um, probably about three, four years ago, probably longer than that now. My mind doesn't really remember too 
clearly, but I'll never forget the message. And she called Buddy and, and Kelly and myself up on stage and, and said, do you guys want to get well? And, and we're like, yes. And she said, okay, you've got to get the junk out of your life. And, and so she gave us this challenge to wake up in the morning to pray first thing in the morning. And, 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 and it was before going to the bathroom. And as I'm getting older, I'm finding that's a lot more difficult to do is that you got to wake up in the morning to sit down and pray before going to the bathroom. But, you know, I, I've done it. And, and the, remember the, I remember the first day that I, had, I was tasked with this. Not only was I supposed to do this prayer, but later on in the day, I was supposed to take a walk, a 45-minute walk, and set aside all the distractions which is hard for a person with ADHD to do. And, and, and I'll remember, I woke up that morning and I was supposed to take a posture of prayer on my knees. And I was like, first of all, I'm waking up, I'm praying, I'm going to pray, and I've really got to go to the bathroom, so I'm not getting down on my knees. And I'm like, God can hear my prayers as I'm walking to the bathroom, um, or that if I sit down on the end of the bed and pray. I mean, that's God. And, and so I didn't. I didn't get down on my knees and pray. And, and I, 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 I went through that part of the day. And then later that day, I took this 45-minute walk. And, and, you know, it was supposed to be without music, no iPod in my ear or anything like that. And it was 45 minutes. I walked around Salem Fields. And, and I was there, and it was about 40 minutes into the walk that my brain finally just stopped wandering. And I started listening, and I could hear things in the neighborhood, the, 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 the sound of kids playing and birds chirping in the tree. And in that stillness and quietness, I did hear the whisper of God. And he gave me one word on that walk, and he said, surrender. I was like, oh. See, God was talking to me about what I was supposed to do that morning, is that that position of being on my knees in prayer was about being surrendered before him and giving, being, him really being Lord of my life. And, and, and it wasn't if I, were, if I wasn't hardwired into that connection that day with, with trying to set aside the distractions and trying to really focus in on my relationship with God, I would have missed out on that. I would have missed out on that. You know, it's great to have our, our, um, our devices to connect to God, but, you know, there's nothing better than turning through the pages of the Bible and, and, and to, to connect fully to him because you can set aside the distractions. You can read the words and, and, and set a journal. You know, one thing I'm trying to do now is I go down to, the, to my basement to, to read and I don't take my phone. I try not to take my phone down there with me in my devotion time to God because if I do, then I'm, I'm going to hear a text message or something come through and it's going to distract me. And, and so I've learned to try to hardwire myself in. And, and, and so what, what do you have to do? And there's ways that we can hardwire in is to remember to make sure that you're where, where you are is where you're at. Being there in that moment with God. If you want to hardwire into God, then give God your time. Set aside the distractions. Put things aside and, and to focus in on Him. Put down the electronic Bibles and pick up the real Bible, the, the, the Bible that's in paperback in there and read the words. Connect to God through others and relationships and, and hardwired into them by, by being on a mission trip or going to a small group. Uh, find, find those quiet places that, God, that you can go with God. If you read through the Old Testament, all those that spoke to God and heard from God, the prophets, is because they all had a quiet place to go. Jesus had a quiet place that he went when he wanted to hardwire into God. The crowds were around him. Jesus always went off to the garden to pray and to connect with God. Where's your quiet place? 
And sometimes we, we get so frustrated in life that we feel like we can't connect to God and we're, we're frustrated by, by not being able to connect with him and we feel like he's not there, but don't give up. Don't give up on connecting with God because he's never going to stop trying to connect with you. I was talking to, to Joe out in the lobby today and we were talking about that. Uh, I've known Joe for quite, quite some time and, and, and he's here running camera now and I've seen him where he's come and gone from church and he's connecting in. And, and he's connecting there. It's just so amazing to be able to come back and to see that because he hasn't given up on God because God's never given up on him. And that's what I want to tell everyone today is that don't give up. God's not going to give up on you. Joshua 1.9 says this, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You see, wherever you go, God's trying to pursue you. He wants to connect with you. You see, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you. See, I don't know where you're at today with your connection with God. I know where I struggle with my connection with God, but I know this, no matter what, God is still crazy in love with me. If God's still crazy in love with me, he's still crazy in love with you, and he wants to connect with you. He wants you to hire it in. He, as a matter of fact, he's not mad at you or anything. He loves you. He loves you passionately. He says this in, 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 in closing in, in Romans 8, 35 through 39. It says, who then can ever keep Christ's love from us? When we have trouble or calamity, when we're hunted down or destroyed, is it because he doesn't love us anymore? Are, and if we're hungry or, or penniless or, or danger or threatened or of, with death, has God deserted us? No. The scriptures tell us that for, the, for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. We are like sheep waiting to be slaughtered. But despite all this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, who loved us enough that he died for us. For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't. Life can't. The angels won't. And all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, or, or how, where we are, or high above the sky, or deep in the oceans, nothing will ever be able to separate us, or you, or me, from the love of God. He wants to connect with you. He wants to connect with me. He wants to, you to hardwire back in and, and stop buffering and, and figure out how to connect back with him. He wants that connection. It's in that connection that, that we find and we have true relationship with him and with others. God wants you to know that he loves you. He's not mad at you. If you've lost that connection, he's not upset that you lost the connection. He just wants you to reconnect. Sometimes in life, when we have that problem on the, on the internet, sometimes we have to hit the refresh button. Maybe that's you today. It's time to hit the refresh button and reconnect with God and stop buffering. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Lord, we thank you so much for your love. Lord, I, I'm so grateful that you love us so much that you allowed your son to go to the cross for us, Lord. That you never stopped pursuing us, Lord. You never stopped pursuing that connection with your creation. So, Father, I, I pray this today, that, Lord, you would help strengthen my connection with you, though, that I'd be able to hit that refresh button and, and to, to dive back into to connecting with you stronger. Give me the, the reminders and the, the things, Lord, this week to stay connected, Lord. Maybe you're here and you're like me and you say, you know, Jason, I, I struggle with that too. And, 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 you know, 
it's time for me to hit the refresh button. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Jason, I've, I've never experienced completely connecting in with God. I've never hardwired in. And the first way to hardwire in is this, is you need to connect to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you can do that by simply praying this prayer with me this morning. You can pray this prayer. You don't have to pray it out loud. God knows your heart, but you can pray this prayer. You can say, Lord, I, I, man, I'm a sinner. I've messed up. But Lord, I know that you love me so much that you allowed your son, Jesus, to go to the cross and die for my sins. And I believe that your son, Jesus, died on that cross for my sins and he's my savior. And then you say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. If that was you this morning and you prayed that prayer to, to, to connect to Jesus for the very first time to hardwire in, I encourage you to go to the back table after the service to pick up a bracelet to speak to one of the pastors that will be back there to talk to you about how to, to establish and connect that, that relationship with God. Maybe, you, it's, maybe you're like me and you need to hit the refresh button. And maybe a, a, a visible way of doing that to God and committing to yourself is that is to come out of your seats during this song. As we sing this song, that you would come and you, you could kneel at the altar, the front of the stage, and lay it out. Have God reveal to you what those non-essentials are so you can have that connection back with him. This next song is a song that I absolutely love, and it's, it's a song I have to share this story, and, and, and this is that this song is, is Jesus Loves Me, and it's not like the Jesus Loves Me that we, we remember as from when we were kids. But I had this experience about a month ago, um, probably one of the most tragic experiences I've ever had to deal with yet as a pastor, is, is that a lady in my church in Richmond um, passed away, and, and she was a widow. And I was the one that discovered her uh, in her home as I had to break into her house. And, and I, it shook me to my core. I couldn't sleep for a while. And in the very first night, I couldn't sleep at all. And, and I started, I was at home and I was thinking about this lady. And I was thinking about, boy, she was by herself. And, and that just broke my heart. And in the moments I was able to sleep, just a this short period of time, this song came in my head. And it was her laying there and she was singing, Jesus loves me. And I realized that she wasn't alone. She wasn't alone because she had a connection to God. The next morning I woke up and I took Gracie down to, to Richmond to swim practice. And Gracie puts in her music and it gives me chills to say this to this day. And Gracie played this song. I never heard it before. And it was the song, Jesus Loves Me. And it was the song that this lady was singing in my dream. And so as God also reminded me that when we were connected to him, he's connected to us. And so no matter where you're at in your life, if you want to connect to God, this is the place to do it. So the altar's there. It's there for you to lay it down. No one's going to judge you or think that. I mean, it may be uncomfortable, but that's just because it's, it's because the enemy's trying to hold you back from hitting refresh and connecting with God. So as Gracie leads us in this song, I want us to remember that when we leave here today, in this moment, that Jesus loves us. Just a child. 
us this week. Lord, help us to re help remind us, Lord, that we need to reestablish our connection with you, Lord, so we don't get trapped in the buffer zone. 
Lord, help us to slow down our lives enough this week to, to get rid of some of the non-essentials, Lord, so we can hardwire into you. So, Lord, that we can hear from you, that we hear your small, still voice. Lord, that know that you are God, that you're going to pull us through whatever we're facing, the storms of life. I ask that you would just put your blessings upon all these people here today, Lord, whether they're worshiping here in this room with us in the cafe or on online today, Lord, that you would just you would bless them, that they would, they would feel your presence all week, Lord, that they would realize they're not alone and that you love them so. Lord, we thank you for all you do and we give you all praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week. Come back next week and uh, learn about the dress code.